Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. And welcome to the 459th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with the Dream Team. We've got uh, Whimsicott, straight from the Dream World. Howdy, yo! And then we've also got the Magnificent, as always, Claude Nine. Hello! Hello. You're just always, you're like a ray of positivity in my, in like, in my shadow. I appreciate and- that. I try my best to be happy and uplifting all the time. I feel like, I feel like you're, you're just like one of the most positive people that I know. I, I take that with great pride. As you I like should. to be happy, especially in should. these times of, you yes. know. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. That's where we'll leave that. Uh, welcome to the Fuckle Podcast. Standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name I came up with in 2007, and now we're stuck with it because branding. Uh, we talk <laughs> everything from the po- in the Pokemon sphere of influence, from the video game to the trading card game to sometimes Pokemon Masters when they have a weird hashtag. Ooh. And uh, I mean, it already happened. Yeah, I know. But, <laughs> but uh, welcome back to the show. If you're old, welcome. If you're new, we're we're happy to have you here. Uh, I, I'm excited for today. Yeah, that hashtag was bad. That was a bad yeah, that hashtag. Was, that was a really bad hashtag. I'm surprised yeah. someone yeah. didn't pick up on that earlier. Pokemon Masters EX, when you just shove that all together, does not does not spell that. Maybe and maybe someone caught it and thought nope. nope. bad publicity is still publicity. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I, if that's the if like I could see that being ha- that could happen for like the PR disaster that was 2019 as well, mm-hmm. but. Uh, I'm I'm waiting for Crown Tundra news. I'm surprised we haven't gotten anything yet. I'm, I'm we should be getting it. stuff soon. It's been three months since we got anything out of the Pokemon Company regarding that. Really? Yeah. So I mean, because like if you think about it, the last time, uh, so Isle of Armor came out literally just about three months ago. Uh, that was June seventeenth. That's when Isle of Armor came out, and that was like kind of the last time we heard about anything in terms of releases. I'm really surprised that, like, even, like, the weekend of what would have been Worlds when they were doing the Players' Cup whatever shenanigans. Yeah, they didn't release anything. They didn't release anything. Like, I was I was expecting, like, maybe Slowking, you know, Galarian Slowking. Mm. And, and that's where, like, it'd be like, oh, here's Galarian Slowking, because Galarian Slowbro got its own video. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if Galarian Slowking got the same thing. Um, Sigma's also been waiting for, like, the Galarian drops like we got the last time, too, because they did, like, three weeks of giveaways leading up to... Uh, leading oh, yeah, up to yeah. Isle of Armor. So he's been trying to see if something like that's going to happen. And I, I mean, I would hope, but I, at this point, like, I, I'm feeling more and more like it's going to be November, mostly just so I don't get disappointed. <laughs> like, I really want an October release because I don't want a November. There's no, there's no point in doing it in November, first of all, 
Mm-hmm. Like, there, there's no real reason because it's not like they're making extra sales now with Crown Tundra's release. Yeah, like, but... I think, like, 97% of the sales have already happened for yeah, the Yeah, I think you're right. But they, like, maybe they had some work to do on it and they had a slight delay given the situation. Given the situation. So I could believe that, but Nintendo did. And, I mean, to be fair, they've lied to us in the past. Uh, Nintendo did say, like, at the beginning that DLC was still on track, like, back in May. They yes, said, they because said DLC they was said... Back on. They said fall 2020, so it's still yes. on track. If, it, oh, yeah. if the original plan was oh, October, and now instead it's November. Yeah, I just I like the thing that worries me is they just they're just like it's coming out on the anniversary of Sword and Shield or something like that, and try to like cheese me up, and it's just like I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't care if it comes out on November fifteenth. Yeah, no. Like I don't care that it's the one year anniversary of Sword and Shield. On the one year anniversary of Sword, like if they do do something, uh, like if they drop it on the one year anniversary of Sword and Shield. I would still love for there to be like more in that trailer. Like if, cause we got a really cool trailer when Isle of Armor dropped that like told us a lot about Crown Tundra as well. And yeah. so like they've, they've already gone through a lot of what Crown Tundra has in it. Yeah. But it, as you said, they're not selling us anything this time. So it would be cool if they were to try to sell me something this next time. Okay. Hear me out. DLC pack two. Perfect time to do oh. it. Oh. I see. When Crown Tundra drops, you're like, Crown Tundra came out, and because of how w- well it sold, we were thinking about doing it. An- we we're going to do another one, right? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. We're going to do a yeah. DLC pack, too. Finish out the Pokedex, because there's there's some heavy hitters still missing, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, heavy, heavy like hitters. Like, Furret. Well, I would... Well, Furret isn't the first one that comes to mind, but... Uh, what? It's not? <laughs> but I, I would say, like, the ones that are still missing that come to mind that I would say are quote-unquote heavy hitters, like the ones that people would be like, oh, man, I really want that Pokemon. The one that they have a $500 plush for, Mer- the Reap line, is still missing. They had a $500 Furret plush. They did not. They did? They did. Uh, I'm sorry, Claude. Um, and then, The life-size Furret? That's like five feet? I, I believe you. No, no, I, I'm, not, I'm not doing this in disbelief. Like, I believe you. <laughs> and then there's... Uh, Breloom. Breloom line, the Houndoom line. I would, I would, like, I got really worried because I noticed a lot of the pseudo legendaries because the Crown Tundra decks is leaked, and I'm, I apologize if I'm yeah. spoiling life for you guys and you're hoping that Marie line was going to be in there, but it's not. We could be wrong. We're probably. I uh, know, no, no they, Pokemon could have been super misleading, uh, but given that decks, I don't think they were. But like most of the pseudo legendaries are coming back. I'm like, oh man, what's there to like really put into the game if they come out with another one? And then I realized like Isle of Armor didn't really have anything that I would say was just like big other than just like a few popular favorites right and walls yeah well they just had some popular favorites like i would say i would say like luxray was a cool popular favorite yeah, Amoogus, everyone's tangrowth, favorite tangrowth like i don't think this was a Chansey. competitive choice oh great great favorites i mean it wasn't because they didn't choose those for competitive reasons uh i though i do believe urshifu to this day is just like the best pokemon they've ever designed for competitive ever like that thing has so much thought put into it. I don't yeah. know so about much. That, but okay. No, if you're an OU player, yes. If you are a BSS DGC player, I think that it is a. I think it is incredibly balanced. All right, that's fair. I think I think it changes the way the game is played, which is the intention, while at the same time not being broken. Yeah, and BGC, it's a lot less busted. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I think those are the glasses you really need to look at certain Pokemon in because that's the frame that TPCI is thinking of. Oh, like, well then let me put on my BGC glasses. Yeah, if you put on your if you put on the uh, the right tint on your on your glasses, ah, you can yes. uh, you can understand. 
But uh, because like we all complained about Ash Greninja in Gen 7, they banned that thing from all of their official formats. Like because they realized the mistake because they made because it was bad. Like it was too good. It was broken. And Smogon I don't think left it, it would have been broken in VGC, but we never were. There. Uh, I disagree. I disagree. I think you okay. have more ways for it to get to get KOs in VGC, especially now in the meta where the speed stat changes like immediately in the middle of the turn. Oh, now I understand. Yes, but I'm thinking like back in like in Gen Sun 7? and Moon, like Ultra series, when you have all these Ultra Beasts. Oh, in Ultra. In, oh, in Ultra Ultra series. Yeah, like well, the broken Ultra series. Yes. The yeah. uh, the the last one where it was just like yeah no rules whatever you want we give up just bring whatever Pokemon you want I don't disagree with you the only problem I have with that is you could have ended up with bo- two Primals a Mega Rayquaza and an Ash Greninja all on the same team I thought it was only two of the like broken legendaries oh that's true never mind you would have only okay 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 so you can end up with primal. no no you can still <laughs> no you could you could have two Primals a Mega and, and Ash Greninja. And Ash Greninja. You don't have to have Ray Ray. Ray yeah, but Ray. at that point, you still need Incineroar. <laughs> that we've already. That's five members of the de- of the team. Like we're All almost right, there. there. And then you throw on a Necrozma, and then you're done. Or like a Lele or some other like Tapu because yeah. you need coverage. Boom! We just built a team, and that's probably viable in uh, in an Ultra Series uh, VGC twenty. What, what year was that? Twenty nineteen. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty nineteen with Ash Greninja. Oh, oh, that sounds disgusting. I, I know be- we were getting all the emails asking us to build this team, and we finally did it. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. We didn't build this team. Why do you have team. to ruin my hopes and dreams? Because <laughs> it's not even Sword and Shield like ready. Like if it's Sword and Shield ready, sure. It, this is a, this is our brand, Claude. This is our brand. Okay. <laughs> Fine. Uh, this is our brand. But uh, yeah, this is a this is a good place to stop. There's uh, there's some news to talk about this week, so let's kick it on over to the news. Coming to you live from the Lavender Town Radio Tower, this just in. And welcome to the news. The news has very little in it, though P. Mickey didn't prepare this. I don't know who prepared it, because I was going to do it, and then just did it, and then somebody did it for me anyway. So I think whoever on staff did this. <laughs> I don't know who did it. Uh, so the anime in Japan is going to be moving from Sunday to Friday, starting in October, which is already weird, because they just moved from Thursday to Sunday. So I don't know what's happening anymore. They're trying to find the right time slot to get the most people to watch. My reality is shaking. Alright, Play Pokemon has also confirmed live events are going to be suspended through the end of the year. Oof. And there will be another update in November concerning what's going to actually happen in uh, calendar year 2021. Pretty much because they're going to wait it out and see what's actually happening. Mm-hmm. A new Pokemon TCG Online series named Play Pokemon Team Challenge is launching later this year was mentioned, but we know nothing further at this time. Womp womp. I'm happy that they decided, like, hey, let's keep going online. Yeah. I just wish they chose the right series. Yeah, I well, that was just the last tournament. I, I'm sure they'll hopefully fix it. Because, like, I really want Crown Tundra next month because the new series starts in November. Mm-hmm. And I don't want it to come out in November and then have to wait until January to use the new Pokemon in Crown Tundra. Yeah, that would suck. That's my biggest concern. That's why, like, I really want Crown Tundra out next month. And maybe it'll be, like, right at the end. Who knows? Mm. Halloween download. 
Ooh. Maybe not Halloween, but like the week of Halloween. Yeah. No, just drop it on Halloween. Make everyone miserable. Well, they've already got Pikmin coming on the 30th, you know? Oh. Which Thatch is way more hype for than he should be. So. What's this? Pikmin 3, 4, 8, 12? It's Pikmin 3 Deluxe. So remember we had a console called the Wii U that nobody bought? Ah, ah, yes. They took all of the games there because they were good games. And they just said, you know what? What if they were on the console that people bought? <laughs> what? Yeah, and so that's what's been slowly been happening. Somebody actually pulled up a chart of all of the games on the Wii U that are left for them to port. And, like, there aren't many left. Uh, <laughs> there aren't many left. Like, there's a lot of garbage games and, like, maybe one or two more games that they can port. It's really bad. But, yeah, I'm excited to see what's happening with the tournaments. Because, like, I personally... This is a thatch hot take on the on the state of the world, so maybe maybe somebody's gonna call me political, but I don't I don't see a world in which we just like hard go back to normal, or go back to the way things were. Uh, I see I, I see a lot of things being hybrid with what things are now and what they used to be. As far as Pokemon is concerned, I think it will eventually go back to normal, like with having events in person. I mean, people might be wearing more masks, but... Oh, definitely. People are going to wear more masks. I would really hope that they see this as an opportunity to have, like, a, a hybrid of both. You could have your regionals and your online. I'd be okay with online regionals, too. No, I think there should be. I think there should... Like, I'm not saying that there should be as many online regionals as there are as there are in person. But yeah, yeah, I totally agree. It should be an option. And then you just have worlds in person. Well, you could have some regionals because, like, they're money-making events, especially for TCG. But in terms of the video game, I think a lot more should be online. Just because I think if you look at the regionals, I think, one, a really big cost of entry for VGC is just travel. Yeah. Not not in just, like, cost of travel, but also in the time of travel, if that makes sense. Most most VGC tournaments come down to two days if there's enough players. It'll There'll be the Saturday Swiss, and then there's going to be the Sunday Top Cut. And so if you want to be there for the Saturday Swiss, you got to get there by Friday night. You you start signing up at like 7.30. You start like making sure you're there that early. And then on top of that, if you make top cut and you're there the whole day, you're not leaving until like Sunday late afternoon. So you're maybe losing a Friday or or also a Monday to go play. And as somebody who's not in college, uh, <laughs> that's two days of PTO, you know, that you have to take. Uh, you could always leave Friday like after work. Depending on where it is. So let's say, okay, so I live in Dayton, Ohio, right? Okay. Um, okay. I live in Dayton, Ohio. I get off work, let's say, 5 o'clock, like a normal person. Because that's like, you typically work a 9 to 5. Let's say you're working a typical 9 to 5, which I guess is rare nowadays, but we're going to assume 9 to 5. Uh, so the closest regional to me is sometimes Fort Wayne. They, they've been having it and not having it for a long time. That's not too bad. That's like two hours. That's doable. If I wanted to actually make a run for Worlds, I'd have to go to more than just Fort Wayne, right? Yes, it would mean you'd have to spend more money on flights that leave that night to get you where you need to go. Well, so I'm I'm living in Dayton, so there's not a lot of direct flights anywhere. Uh, so you're talking like four hours, maybe to get somewhere. Maybe it depends. Like I can get I can drive to St. Louis to the Collinsville Regional in five hours. But that would be like as soon as I leave work, I drive to Collinsville and I get there at like ten eleven o'clock. Right. And then let's say I make top cut and I, I try to win the whole thing. I'm there. I'm not leaving until five o'clock Sunday night and I don't get back until like 11 o'clock. That's a lot. OK, I'm old. OK. Oh, I'm not saying it's not a lot. It's just... yeah, it's just a lot. That's like a lot of commitment. And I think if you moved a lot of that online, it would definitely lower the bar of entry. And you'd have more people. 
yeah, and I think that's better. I think one of the best things about the Players Cup that happened this year was that the people who won it was somebody who never has been in the circuit before. And I think mm-hmm. I think most of the top eight, except for one person, was just like a nobody. I love that. That's my favorite thing in the entire world. Uh, all right. But moving on, uh, Whimsicott, talking, we were talking about the Wii U, a dead console. Tell me more. Uh, yeah. Bah, bah, bah. We need to take a moment of silence. <laughs> yeah. Because the 3DS has been officially discontinued by Nintendo. It has ceased to be produced. It is no longer listed on the websites as a current console. Good night, sweet prince. We will miss you. We knew this was happening though for like the longest time. Yeah, but it's my favorite console ever. Let me take a moment. No, I think the 3DS is like a wonderful console. I was a big fan of the Wii back in the day. I mean, yeah, but I'm probably going to go ahead and like buy one in box the next time I see one. Like once the clearance sales start. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm going to go buy one in box just so I have one just in case something happens to like my current 3DS or whatever. And your other 3DS and your other other 3DS. Okay, let's not talk about Let's not talk about all those all most of them have a purpose. Okay, most of them have uh-huh. a purpose. Like I I I love the 3DS. I think it's really great just like especially with the virtual console. The virtual console is such a cool idea and I hate that the Switch got rid of it. I, I really hate that the virtual console is just like a great idea to suck money out of my pocket. There's rumors that something might be coming out for Pokemon 25 to like fill that void in my heart, which would be really cool. <laughs> fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. If they want to fill that void in my heart, I'm more than happy to have that void filled. So I, I look forward to uh, Pokemon 25 bringing me something. But on the 3DS, you can play so many games. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's done very well. I mean, this is, I think this is one of the longest living consoles that's not the original Nintendo of all time, by the way, because I think it started production in 2011. I think it's the second most popular console of all time. No, that's not true. I, I know it's up there. That's not true, because both the PlayStation 2 and the Wii beat it. I know that for a fact. In terms of handheld, even the regular DS beats the 3DS. Oh, never mind then. So the 3DS was good, though. Like, it was solid. It was a really good console. Yeah. I don't even know if you could buy one with a 3D in it anymore, though. I think all you could buy is, like, the 2DS XL off the shelf. Really? Yeah. I think off the shelf, if I wanted to buy something new, I'd have to buy the uh, the 2DS XL. It's because there was, like, a lawsuit that Nintendo got into with some guy who did stereoscopic 3D at the same time. And so they ended up winning the suit. Like, the other guy won the suit. And so for every 3DS that they sold, he got like 2% or something. Some stupid high margin. Oh my and wow. so Nintendo is tired of taking that loss. So that's why the 2DS came out. Oh, and they tried to push it so hard with the XL. Yeah, so because the 2DS XL came out because they were just like, yeah, then we don't have to give him the money Mm-mm. because it doesn't have his technology in it that he sued us for. Fair. But yeah, I might go pick one up there just to have like an extra one in box. I might like... If I find like super clearance, as you said, I might try to get a 2DX, uh, 2DS XL just because I like having the bigger screen. But yes. the new 3DS XL is quite heavy for my hands. Oh, yeah. No, if the new 3DS XL is heavy for your hands, the new 2DS XL is way lighter. I know. It's way lighter. It, it It's pretty cool, though. Even if I went and got one, I would never use it. Uh... I know myself at this point. I mean, I would probably have it in box for the rest of my life, and I'd be okay with that. Mm. Uh, but moving on, tell us about the TCG world. Okay, well, 
We have some TCG news this week. Uh, Champion's Path releases this week. Uh, it's only sold in boxed products. Yeah. But many of the boxed products include the Galar badges, which are based on like the gym logos, which is kind of cool. Mm. Um, also- I'm super excited. Yeah. I literally just want the pins. The, that's the best part of this. Yes. Will they um, be as good as ours? I want just the pins, but the problem is these are going to disappear. And Claude yeah. will tell you why. Claude will tell you why. So these packs have uh, a couple of like money chasers in there. Yeah. Like shiny Charizard V and rainbow Charizard V Max. Yeah. Both worth probably triple dollar sign. <laughs> triple dollar <laughs> sign, as Newsman tells us. Yes. Uh, since the regular Charizard V Max is already worth around $100, um, and this is a limited release product only. The, it's going to be expensive. I just want the pins. I want nothing other than the pins. That's all we all want. That's all I want. So if you're playing the video game this week, um, there isn't much news for you right now. But if you played it over the weekend, there's really cool that there was a raid for the Equinox, for the Fall Equinox, that featured Pokemon that evolved with Sun or Moonstones. Woo! And it had a shiny Clefable chance, high chance. It was like 2%, I think, to get a shiny Clefable raid. Yeah, you missed out. Sorry. <laughs> I love that they do things like this, but I hate that they do them so quickly. <laughs> I think that's my biggest pet peeve about it. This is just like, oh, yes, we're doing these cool things, but it's only happening for a day. Yeah, like I actually like the shinies in the Clefable line. I might have tried it out if I had known it was happening. I didn't even know. As of recording, I think it's still happening. Uh, so uh, it is. I'll check it out then. Yeah. Sorry for everybody on Monday. <laughs> All right. Uh, Pokemon Go, though, is full of surprises. Not, yeah. but... Uh, um, okay. So we did unlock Mega Pidget, and it and Articuno are now available in raids. But on Thursday, Articuno will leave and be replaced by Zapdos. Literally nothing about this excites me. Right. No. <laughs> uh, and then there's uh, another pack of remote raid passes for one coin that is available today if you're listening on Monday. And if you're not listening on Monday, tough luck. Sorry, you should be listening to us as soon as we release Midnight Monday. Ah. Yeah. That's to get your full value. Yeah. We also have the new battle season has begun, and now it only counts wins to reach rank 9. I don't know why 100 is in parentheses, but... You don't need 100 wins to reach. I don't, no, no, it's 100 wins total, I think, to reach rank 9 or something like that. I don't know. What? I don't know. I don't know. I, to reach rank, rank 9? Like, that's not even Master Ball rank. You can do that in, like, 8 or 9. Rank 9? No, 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 no. This, this is Pokemon Go. Oh! Ah, oh, gosh, why am I... Get your head out of the gutter. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm talking... I'm thinking of the real competitive rank 9. We're too busy talking about the cornerstone of the Pokemon franchise, Pokemon Go. Exactly. What are you doing trying to talk about an actual real video game? Yeah, what are you talking about? Let me try this again. (laughs) The new battle season has begun, and now only counts wins up to 100 to reach rank 9 in Pokemon Go. I don't know for what tier or for what, but hey, (laughs) there you go. All right, so in Puckle News, uh, we hit the $950 stretch goal. Uh, so we are doing uh, like a bunch of giveaways. Unfortunately, if you're listening to this, we're already probably like three of them out of the way. So hopefully you follow us on social media so you can grab the last the last few days of it because I would have started it on Monday like we normally do, but that's just going on vacation and won't be here next Saturday. So 
we could have only had like five days or something, but that's just being a nice person and giving away extra stuff. Yeah. And we're almost to the $1,000 stretch goal to get badges for Fall League. Mm. Yeah. We have some cool designs for those, by the way. I'm very excited about it. Very cool. I'm very, very excited about it. So I'm very excited for those badges. Hopefully they happen. We're only like $11 away. Uh, If you are a patron at the $15 tier in November for that, by the way, you will get them for free. Oh, for free. You paid $15, but uh, and there'll be 20 bucks on Etsy if you can't, if you don't want to do Patreon, but that's all up to you. So on that note, I think that's, uh, that's where we're going to end the news. We are going to kick it on over now to the Pokey Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. We will catch you on the flip-flop. And welcome to Puckle's Pokey Quiz, the part of the show where we're going to quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. That means Kaladin and Whimsicott will be operating together as a team to answer five Pokemon-themed trivia questions from our Discord server provided by you guys over there. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and ask them these questions. They are competing against their fellow co-hosts in a race to 30 points. Whoever gets there first will get a $20 credit to PokemonCenter.com. Uh, you too can participate by having your trivia read on the show. If you do that and you live in the domestic United States, you can have a chance for a $20 credit over to AnimeGravy.com, uh, your one-stop shop for all nerdy, cool things. So without further ado, let's jump on to this trivia. Our first question this week is going to be from Unovian. What is the only Pokemon that can be fished that is weak to water-type attacks? <laughs> Oh, gosh. Can you fish up Stunfisk? It's a sort of fish, but I don't think you fish it up. That's possible. I'm, try- I'm trying to, I have to go through the games and see, because I don't think it's anything from Gen 1. Yeah. I, I also don't think it's anything from Gen 2. Barboach is neutral to water? Yep, Barboach is neutral. Corslow is also neutral. Gen 3, I can't think of anything off the top of my head that would work. It might be something like Stunfisk. That makes sense to me. It just it doesn't live in the water, so why would you be able to fish it up? Yeah, I'm trying to think if there was like something else that could like that you can pull up. Mm. Yeah, I'm trying to think too. I don't do a lot of fishing in Pokemon games. Neither do I. So there's gotta be something there. It's a really good question, though. I like it. It's just that. Uh... I don't have the answer. I'm going to need an answer, guys. We might just have to go with Stunfisk and just hope for the best. Yeah. Yeah. Stunfisk is correct. Woo! Stunfisk uh, apparently was originally going to be a water type, but it was changed to balance the types in black and white. Oh. Well, that makes sense. Oh, good job, Whimsicott. And so they left it in the encounter table for fishing. Yep. You can actually fish him up. I think it's, uh, there's one of the cities that has just like a bunch of like marshland around it. You can fish him Uh, up in like little things. All right. This next question is going to be from the British gent. What weather condition was introduced in Gen 4, but could not be set by any Pokemon? Diamond dust, (laughs) I think. Isn't it? What is it? I don't know if it, like, if it counts. This is an in-battle weather condition. In battle, well, there you go. Then not. I'll explain later what Diamond Dust is. It's really interesting. So it would then be fog, because that's a weather in Gen 4 that you have to walk through an area? Yeah, but Pokemon can only get rid of it 
With the folk. They can't set it. It was in a specific area. Yeah. And it was considered a weather, I believe. Unless you want to count, uh, what's it? Is it toxic hail? <laughs> that's just or a like glitch. Acid rain or whatever they called it, the glitch? Because that's a weather that you had to like manually like go through and glitch out. Yeah. Otherwise, I would say it's the fog, like the thick fog or whatever they want to. Yeah, because I, I can't think of any other weather that was actually introduced in Gen 4. So. Yeah, because sand, rain, sun, hail were all done beforehand. I mean, hail was, I think, Gen 4. Um. No, well, before. so I'm pretty sure even if it was introduced in Gen 4, you have Pokemon who could set it because Obama Snow, the Obama Snow line for sure has hail as a move. Mm-hmm. And the Powder line for sure has Sandstorm as a move. It's the entire thing. So it, it, it has to be the fog. Yeah. yeah. Then it has to be fog. So fog is correct. It is fog because you can get rid of it with, uh, with a pointless HM. <laughs> at the time. Defog is a much better move now because it gets rid of hazards. And screens. Yeah, it's so and good. terrain. That buff was really nice with Defog. Defog got a nice buff. Mm-mm. It's only getting better. Yeah, I'm okay with it where it is now. They should just leave it. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Don't give it the rapid spin treatment where it's just like, yeah, by the way, it gets a speed boost. Yeah. So you guys are two for two right now. Okay, cool. Your next question is your Pokedex question. We're going to read you a Pokedex entry. You're going to try to tell me what Pokemon it is. If I think you're riding the struggle bus, I'm going to shove another one down your throat. Uh, if you do it with, do it without me giving you a second Pokedex entry, you guys get two points. If I have to give you a second entry, you only get one. So our question this week comes from Coil Builder, and he says, It's Pokemon Gold. Entry states, when agitated, this Pokemon protects itself by spraying poisonous sweat from its pores. Who's that Pokemon? Um. Uh, okay. Poisonous sweat? So I can think of a few things. Can you, can you read it again, Thatch, please? When agitated, this Pokemon protects itself by spraying poisonous sweat from its pores. Okay. Poisonous sweat? Um. So... Two things that come to mind okay. that I don't think they're right are Vaporeon and Shuckle. Alright, I, I don't think it's Shuckle. Would retreat inside the shell if it was threatened, you know? Yeah, but it doesn't spray sweat. Like exactly. poisonous sweat. Exactly. So that, That's odd. Vaporeon comes to mind, but mostly just because it learns Acid Armor as a move. I think we're going to need a second Pokedex entry. Here we go. It's Pokemon Silver Entry states, When darkness falls, the rings on its body begin to glow, <gasps> striking fear in the hearts of anyone nearby. Umbreon. Yeah, okay, okay, so it's Umbreon. Umbreon. I did not know the poisonous sweat thing. That's cool. Maybe it learns acid armor too. <laughs> it learns toxic. But yes, Umbreon is correct. That is three for three today, guys. You got you got three of them. Fair. So your next question is going to be your multiple choice question. Oh, no. This one's right up Claude's alley. This one's from Foxy. There are three answers. I only need two. You get one point for each. Other than having no PP, what are three ways to use struggle on the first turn of a battle? So the first one would be impression. If the opponent is faster than you and uses impression. In prison, you mean? Or in prison or whatever it is. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's the thing I was thinking about. And too. you only have like three moves and they ha- or even if you have impression yourself, they could limit that. Yeah. In prison. Yes. Okay. The other way is if you only have status moves and you get taunted by something faster than you or something with Prankster. Yep. That, I, I believe that's the, another one. Yes, that is to uh, also holding an assault vest with just all status moves. Yeah. Is a way to do it. Yeah. 
the other ways that you uh there are there's four because you guys got the imprisoned one, which is a good idea. So I think the idea was doing it without your opponent doing anything to you, but that's fine. I think these are much more inventive. <laughs> so the other way is using a transferred Pokemon, knowing only moves that were removed from Sword and Shield. You can do that. Can you use them in battle? Yeah. Oh. So like those moves don't go away. They don't get deleted. Like it'll still say like, oh, this Pokemon has hidden power, but if you click it, it doesn't do anything. Uh, okay. And then the other one is having a Pokemon only know a move that can't be used immediately, like Belch. Okay, fair. Oh, yeah, if you don't have a berry. Yeah, but you guys got two points there, so you guys are officially five for four. Your next question, and you haven't used your hint as a lifeline yet either, so you can you can always use that if necessary, but... I don't like using the hint. This next question is from Quincy the Archer. Which Pokemon is the fastest dark type? Okay. The fastest dark type? The fastest dark type of all time. So Darkrai comes to mind as being fairly fast. Hmm. Who, uh, Zarude might be up there. I'm trying to think. I don't think Weavile is faster than them. Weavile is probably much faster than both of them. Yeah? Probably. It's like based 125. How about some dark type Mega? How Mega Angdom isn't that fast. Uh, I think it's like 115. Oh, nope. I think Weavile is faster than Mega Houndoom. Oh, we talked about it earlier. Ash Greninja. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> is Ash Greninja your final answer? or are you? Let's just take like 20 seconds to make sure we're not forgetting anything uh, since we have them. I would believe that Ash Greninja is the fastest archetype, but I, I could be wrong there. So there's nothing crazy fast introduced in Generation 8. That's a dark type. Gen 7. Okay, so Alternate Crossma is not a dark type. No. No, the Necrozma forms. No, they're not fast. Only other thing that comes to mind is both Darkrai and Weavile, I think, that are at, like, 125. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure Ash Greninja, after its Ash Bond form change, is faster than 125. Um. I need an answer. I need a final answer. Okay. Let's go with Ash Greninja. Yeah. Ash Greninja is correct. Ash Greninja has a base speed of 132, and both Weavile and Darkrai are in second place with a base 125. Mm-hmm. Perfect, Claude. Yeah. Good job. So you guys got, that's a that's a good sweep there. You guys got seven points today. Mm. So that definitely changes up our standings. Woo. Let me go ahead and uh, add these points in on our, on our wonderful dot sheet that I've been using for years. And we're going to sort the columns. So in first place, we have Claude with 22 points. Gosh. Tied for second, we have R Sigma and Linian with 19. In fourth place, we have P. McGee with 14. In fifth place, we have Whimsicott with 13. Hmm. Sixth place, we have Seth Vila with 12. Tied for seventh, we have Jushiro and Dr. Shamu with six. Tied for ninth, we have Sublime and Basket with five. It's still anybody's game. We'll see who wins on the next segment of Puckle's Pokey Quiz. But until then, we're going to kick it on over to the topic after we yell something at you. So we'll catch you in a minute. We've got another iTunes review this week from NYJets42. Just started listening to this, but I'm already in love with this podcast. Love it each and every one of the segments, and I'm learning a lot about something I thought I already knew a lot about already. Wanted to get back into the competitive scene. This is also really helpful. Keep going and being awesome. Well, thank you for that. If you would like to leave us a review wherever you listen to the podcast, we would really appreciate it. It helps more people find the show. helps us just grow and become a better community. But we're going to kick things on over to the topic. And welcome to... The topic, our topic today is going to be uh, the hidden structure of Pokemon. This is I, I, this is Whimsicott and Claude's idea. 
So I'll let them lead for the most part. But that is what we're talking about today. We're talking about uh, the little things in Pokemon that make a Pokemon game a Pokemon game that aren't the Pokemon. Is that is that a good <laughs> is that a good way to say it? I mean, that's, it sure. sounds like a tongue twister, but I feel like that's an accurate description. Yeah. yeah. Why not? Okay, so so I'll let you guys go ahead and explain the concept, and we we can jump off from there. So the concept is there are some things that are needed for a Pokemon game to be a Pokemon game, like the Pokemon, the battling system. Uh, you could argue something like the gym system, even though Alola managed to do without. But then there are some things that are pretty much in every Pokemon game, and there's no reason why they should be there because they are not needed to make a Pokemon game a Pokemon game. Like, why do you pretty much never have a father? Mm. Okay, okay. Uh, I think it's much like D&D. Everybody's character doesn't have parents. They're all orphans. Okay, unless, you, so unless, most, unless you make a good D&D character. Okay, most of my characters that's have my parents. Hot take. I guess I make good characters. <laughs> that's my hot take. Like, if you're making, like, typical D&D characters... Most people just go ahead and will be like, I am an orphan because my parents were murdered by the bad yeah, guy. But um, the, the, pro- the problem I have with this theory is that an adventurer in the D&D world, like it makes sense for them to be Batman because you're going out doing something dangerous that most people wouldn't do. Mm-hmm. But in the Pokemon universe... Most kids want to be Pokemon trainer and they go on their Pokemon journey. Now, some of them are more successful than others. That's where I think the distinction is. Uh, that's where I think that dis- because I the way that I view a lot of what happens, because in, in the Pokemon games, you have a you do a lot of things, like especially the early ones. Like, let's take let's take red and blue. You're going around. You beat up. You beat up the mafia as a 10 year old, like a 10 year old single handedly mm-hmm. stops the mafia. Sounds about right. I see what you mean now. Wait, what's different from the regular day? And then, I mean, again, it also happens. Like, you're seen as a peer with Lance. He ha- he asks you to help him take down the Mafia once again. In Gen 3, you're fighting, you fight off as maybe a 12-year-old. You're fighting off the e- eco-terrorists that are Team Aqua and Team Magma. Yeah. And so so my thought is, you're more of a prodigy than I think you you, you give people credit for, because... You've run into a, like a lot of like you when you're battling like the random trainers and stuff on the routes. Like yeah, you have the Pokemon breeder um, who is somebody who's like I didn't want to be a trainer, but I wanted to like raise Pokemon. Mm-hmm. But then you've also got like construction worker Al wants to battle, and so like construction worker Al has like a Machop that he uses to help him out. Um, yeah, like but, every because yeah. Pokemon are so integrated in that society that everybody has Pokemon. But those are still Pokemon trainers. But I will give you that. Then the difference is not between being an adventurer and not being an adventurer or being a Pokemon trainer and not being a Pokemon trainer. The difference is only NPCs get to have a father. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> unless you play Gen 3, at which point I thought they played it really well, where it's just like, your dad's a gym leader and we moved to Hoenn because of that. Yeah. I, I, I really like that a lot. Like, what? Ha- like where, where are the dads? That's the real question. My, my favorite thing still is from, like, I don't know if this was in the original Japanese in the Pokemon anime, but, like, the first episode of the Pokemon anime, when Ash makes it to Viridian City, and his mom's like, oh, it took your dad so much longer to get there. And I'm just like, so did dad go off on a Pokemon journey and just never come home? Is that what happened? So It's like, it's like oh, I went out to grab the milk. Oh, I went out to catch the Butterfree. And- <laughs> Honestly, 
honestly, when I saw the anime for the first time, the I don't know again if it was a dub thing or something. I legit thought Giovanni was Ash's father. That would and that was cool. going to be the big reveal. No, that would have been great. That would expect right? the Pokemon anime to be a good anime. Exactly. Um, like I, as much as I enjoy Journeys now, I wouldn't say like, oh man, this is on par with Attack on Titan. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like in terms of story development or anything. Though they're trying, like I think the Pokemon anime doesn't know what it wants to be right now. By the way, I, I don't. I know you haven't watched it yet, Whimsicott. Mm. But I, I honestly, I would recommend it. I know I recommended Alola when it first started, and I regret that recommendation. <laughs> um, but Alola was fun. It but was watching, like the only complaint I have about Pokemon Journeys is that it takes a lot of episodes to get places. Like it wasn't until like sixteen episodes in that we that they like described the concept of a gym leader. So, and, but it was, and like it took five episodes for Hop to get Score Bunny. I could have gotten that when I was a kid. Like when I was a kid, I actually watched all of Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. But now I don't have the time for that. <laughs> oh no, I, I I get that. No, I would recommend this one though. Like maybe there might be a way to like cherry pick episodes, but it's really weird because there's like three or four types of episodes I've noticed in Journeys. It's like. Uh, there's, uh, there's like the go centric episodes where like they really try to build go's like character. It's really mm-hmm. weird. It's really weird. Like there was an entire episode where like it was trying to explain go's relationship with his parents. Oh. What, what is happening? This isn't just like going out and running into a core fish, knocking us down and then catching it. Um, then there's, there's episodes where Ash battles, which are done very well, by the way. Um, it, they're done very well when Ash battles. And then there's episodes where uh, there's episodes where they just like go on silly little adventures where Go catches a bunch of Pokemon because mm-hmm. he's playing Pokemon Go. And then uh, and then there's a uh, a bunch of um, then I don't know I, I I don't know if there's really another type of episode other than that. There's just when like, I get this like there's like slice of life. They're of essentially trying to um, what's the word to cater to. Every type of Pokemon audience, you have your head yeah. canon episode, you have your VGC episode, you have your Pokemon Go episode. I don't, I don't disagree with that um, I, entirely. I just, it's really weird because, like, it's not really because I would say Pokemon up until up until Alola actually was a very, it was very easy to tell what kind of anime it was. And if I was watching Pokemon, I was watching Pokemon. And then, like, mm-hmm. once Alola hit, it was just like I don't know what this show is anymore. Yeah, it, they changed everything up. Yeah, I want to. I want to go back yes, to go the back. idea. Sorry, you know, um, no, this is a bad tangent. Go. Well, it's a good tangent, but it's it. it, it go, go. Either yes. way. So, like, <laughs> I want to talk about how, like, you have a lot of types that are given as all right. These are the early gym types, and like mm. you see them constantly in the beginning, like rock and water. And granted, water does have a couple of like later gyms, but. A lot of the times, if you see it, it's in the beginning. Specifically, Rock, where it's the first gym, I think. First or second gym. I disagree. Like I disagree times. on the yeah. water. I disagree yeah, on water. Water is there in, in the middle a bunch of times. But like, you have yeah. a couple of gym types that are always at the end. Like, you never see ice before maybe six or seven. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's there. And it's also in the Elite Four. Same with Dragon. Same with Dark. I think Psychic's also in that boat. So, I, you also see these teams, like, these types as, oh, these are the end game, kind of like, boss types where mm-hmm. I just yeah things like absolutely that's true that are there that like, makes sense flying to me. started out as the first gym in gen 2 and yeah. after that it's only seen as six on 
Yeah, so I, I perfect, I, so like, okay, Claude, this makes sense to me at least as a, as a competitive player. And maybe you'll start to see it once I, once I start thinking about that. So like, if we're, if we're playing competitive Pokemon, me and you, sure, uh, we're building a team together. Like, we know that we need like an ice type move, right? Because dragons have good coverage. Yeah. And, And like, ice is a very good offensive type. So is rock though. Uh, rock, rock, not as much. And uh, my my thought process is the following: so ice beam exists. Um, oh, I guess ice beam exists. Ice shard exists. Um, name like name like a good rock move that has an accuracy above eighty. Uh, rock slide. Yeah. Eighty five. Is that eighty five? Ninety. It's really ninety. Ninety. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but not a lot of Pokemon get it early on. Fair. Fair. Not a lot of Pokemon get it early on. The rock types are usually just like defensive walls that have tackle. Um. And I would, or, or they get rock so, tomb, and that's why they have that as an early yeah. gym type. But it's like, so I think it's more of like they're doing a they're doing like not only are you gaining levels throughout your experience through the Pokemon game, but you're also feeling more powerful because you get these more powerful types as the game goes on. Yeah, but wouldn't it be better if you had like a first gen like first gym is ice, and you're just fighting like snow runs and smooches? No, no. I, so I, I think it's cute. I, I think it's a cute idea. But the 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 thing that I mean, this probably ties into like another unspoken thing that Pokemon does. Um, they didn't do it in Gen two, which is why they got away with Faulkner being first gym in Johto. And so what they've been doing recently, more so than uh, than they did before, is they put a lot of Pokemon of that type in the routes next to that Pokemon gym, mm. right? Right. Only so the like ones that beat it, yeah, yeah. Or well, so like if you think about like let's go to Gen five. Um, so Gen five uh, base black and white. We'll say so. One, they had the gym where it was like the starter's going to be the our Pokemon's going to be strong against your starter, and then here's a monkey. Exactly. Yeah. Let's 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 not talk about how that was a terrible decision. And then okay, and then you go and you fight Lenora, who's a normal type gym leader, and right outside you can find like a bunch of fighting sock and types. throw, yeah, sock, sock throw timber. timber. Yeah, um, those are right there. So like they're kind of just building you up for that, um, and then. I would say, and then you get to what's his face, um, Berg. Berg. By then, by then you've got yeah. a good flying type. Uh, if got, not, you have Darumaka in the desert, right? Yep, right you have Darumaka right there, exactly. Yeah, and even if uh, you don't go up and get Darumaka, like you know, you can beat Berg because you survived Pinwheel Forest, which is full yeah. of bug types. Yes, um, and then, and then you go to um, Elisa, where you just caught your sand dial. Mm-mm. And then you're going to go fight Clay. Um, and that's where it starts to really, like, turn on, I think, is when you finally get Clay. Because I don't think there's anything that's like, hey, well, you've got grass types, but that doesn't really help you against Excadrill. Uh, it helps you for, like, Crookedile and stuff. Just water types. Like, Swanna is on the yeah, bridge. Yeah, Swanna's on play. the bridge. Exactly. So, I mean, they're, yeah. they're, you have that kind of stuff. And then you've got um, Gen 6 is your flying type. There's Substrika right on the route outside of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got uh, – then you get to uh, – what's his face? Um Oh my gosh, Bryce. I see it. Bryce. I saw his p- picture in my head and I couldn't think of his name. You get to Bryce and then you get a bunch of ice types right next to him. Uh, because by this point, you've got like all of the types that beat ice. And and so you get all the ice types, which are right before the dragon gym. Mm-mm. And then you don't catch the dragons until Victory yeah. Road. And so th- they they seem to do it like Unless that. Unless you want a dragon. But, but, but at that point, but at that point, like you're just scaling up these types that are good because fly, like... We we talk about Lando being really good all the time in Gen Seven because of its flying type type move access, 
mm-hmm. right? Because flying is just a really good type. We hate max airstream because of flying type. Um, we, I think, didn't we just talk about this? Maybe not on the show, but you and I. No, we, no, we, it we wasn't the show. This. It, it was okay. I'm like, I feel yeah. like we've had this conversation, uh, and and so we hate that, uh, and I think that's kind of for similar reasons. I think Jodo got away with it because Jodo was just being Jodo. Jodo was like, okay, we have an order of gyms we want to do, yep. but wait, eight of them are taken already. Well, I think jo- so. I I think the same is also true for Kanto. By the way, uh, I don't think Kanto is nearly as uh, as loaded in terms of like forcing you to get specific types. For, no, uh, no. Minus like Diglett in the I Diglett mean, cave. And, yeah, uh, Diglett is a, is a up to very that point though. There was no access to a yes. ground type besides Sand. Sand, tr- and that's only if you play a blue version. Blue. I think. Yeah, yeah. So they needed to give red. you something to. Counter. They need to give you something so you have a chance. Uh, so. Yeah, I, I that's that's the way I I see it for the most part is is that it's just like it's ramping you up through difficulty. Uh, I don't that think explains th- why a lot of electric is in the middle. Yeah, because yeah. it's like oh here ground type, just have fun. They're just trying to like ramp you up and try to give you stuff that along the way. Yeah, but I want it to be different. I want it to change now. Like well, yeah, I, I no, no, I, no, a, no. So like I so I don't I don't disagree with you. Like I think so. I think it's probably one of the reasons like I, why I really like Johto compared to most other regions is just because Johto feels more organic in that like there aren't Pokemon that are just put there so you can go beat the gym. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't think I can think of anything of that sort outside of the ice cave right before the dragon gym. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't think I could really even then like Kingdra's there. So like you're not really beating a Kingdra, but <laughs> uh, no, like, that's what gave people the most trouble with Johto was. Claire's Kingdra because it could set up and you can't kill it in one shot. We had different experiences, I think. I feel like the mill tank is a far more memorable experience. <laughs> <laughs> well, someone didn't catch the drowsy and trade it for the Machop. That only happened in the remakes. No, that was in the original. No, there's no way. That in-game trade did not exist in the original. Uh, okay. Uh, it did, though. We're, we're going to have a fight about this. We're going to find out. Oh, no. Uh, Claude's, okay. Claude's <laughs> probably... being a flying type all over again. Claude is probably right. Um, but uh, I'll concede. I just don't remember it. Uh, uh, I'm looking... But yeah, no, I. Uh, that's what I would say. I don't think I don't think there was a Machop trade. There was. Are you looking up right now? Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. Um, oh, come on. <laughs> I'm looking it up right now. Uh, oh my gosh, there was a Machop trade. Uh-huh. Uh... Why did I not think it happened? I don't know it why. It probably didn't happen in your original universe. Where okay, that's true. Didn't happen in my original universe. This one's far worse, by the way. I'm just going to throw that out there. And I think it's all because Whimsicott's not a flying type and Muscle the uh, muscle the Machop didn't exist. I'm <laughs> no sorry, I didn't that, want that, to that's be that's the a same banana. Game where Meganium used fly? Uh, no, that was just Crystal. Okay, so like, calm down. Okay, it was a crystal version. I am not the only person to have ex- to have like experienced this. I have found at least two other people on the internet that have experienced this glitch. Uh, so I am not the only one. Just throwing it Fine. out there. Fine. I- I'm sorry that I didn't want to be a banana dinosaur. I still think that I think grass flying is a cool type on Whimsicott, but Ethan also came from that universe. But that's another yeah, talk- story for another day. Uh, but. Uh, <laughs> Just guys, go to our back catalog and listen to episode two hundred if you wanna have all the fun experience of that moment. Ah, right. That's so so long ago. Oh my gosh. Go go ahead, Claude. So the the other thing is like I I understand like we have these 
typings that have to be, like, that don't have to be, that, like, are generally in certain spots, because, yes, there is ramp, and you want to, like, make people think, oh, we're going to get stronger mons later on. Um, I just wish it was a little more challenging. I mean, I'm going to, that's what we all, kind of, at this point. I think we all wish that Pokemon was a little bit more challenging in its own way. I, I don't know. Pokemon's definitely changed. I, I don't know if it's for the good or for the, if it's for better or for worse yet. Um, it's, it's definitely changed because, like, we got that we got that feeling of just like, oh, well, here's the Pokemon that you can use to beat it, take it to the gym. Uh, and now we have experience share, making that even easier. <laughs> um, because you can just grab it, and it's like it's good to go. Because I think I ran through Sword and Shield with like a party of twelve that I was just oh. like rotating constantly. <laughs> See, I, I went with six, and it was difficult because of the six I chose. Yes. Yeah, no, I just, I just like chose 12 because like I wanted to use a lot of Pokemon because there's a lot of cool Pokemon that Sword and Shield made. Like I, I can say like for as much as like I pooped on it, like the new Pokemon in Sword and Shield were definitely the strong point. Oh, yeah. I think it, it was better than both Gen 5 and Gen 6's new Pokemon. Sorry, uh, sorry, 6 and 7. Let me uh, okay. Six and seven. I don't know. I I mean, it definitely had strong Pokemon. I don't know if I would say. I think some of the type combinations were very unique, and that I so really like. That I just liked the mods from Gen Eight more than I liked the new additions in Gen Seven and Gen Six. I would I, I would agree with Gen Seven. Mm, I wouldn't. What What but. was new in Gen Six that was fun and super cool to use that a Flapple is worse. compared to a Flapple? Um, Not Gen, Gen Six. I, I think Gen Six was worse than Seven and Eight, but I think. Gen 7 had enough good new designs to be on par with Gen 8. I, I, I'm also like lumping the regionals in with that as well. Like, I, I think a lot of the regionals yeah. were really cool in Alola. That's, that, that is fair. A lot of the regionals um, were. And I think cool a lot of it, I think a lot of the originals are really cool in Sword and Shield. Like, I think Galarian Ponyta is really cool. <laughs> I, I think. Obstagoon. I think Obstagoon's sweet. I think Berserker's awesome. Uh, I, like, there's a lot of Pokemon I really like from Sword and Shield. In terms of just design and just like overall concept, I think yeah. it's I think it's really good. But uh, yeah, I, there's a lot of in-game trades in Heart Gold Soul Silver. By the way, I was just looking because I wanted to know I how wrong like... I was about my entire life. <laughs> so I think before the Elite Four, there's six. Um, before the Elite Four, it might be si- no. Uh, it's less than that. It's four. Alright, I'm also counting like the Spiro you can get for free and the Shark. Where's the Spiro? There, oh, I'm looking at Heart Gold Soul Silver. Where's the Spiro? Oh, if you count Shir- Spiro and Shuckle, then yeah, that's I wouldn't call those trades though. Those are gifts. Gifts. Sorry. Um, yeah. In game trades, there's Bell Sprout for the Onyx, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Drowsy for the Machop. Um, Krabby for a Voltorb in Olivine. Yep. For whatever reason. Um, then in Blackthorn City, catch this. You have the Dodrio. Yeah, for- Dragon Dragon Air for Dodrio. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um that's an even trade. Yeah. And then uh then you have the Pewter City Haunter for a Zatu. The um, Haunter holding uh an Everson. No, no, no. That was in that was in Diamond and Pearl. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, and they are giving you a Haunter. You're giving a Haunter for a Zatu. Um, okay. In in for whatever reason. That's a really odd trade to me. That doesn't make any sense to me. Um and then there's a Doug Trio for a Magneton at the power plant, which makes sense. Um, there is a saffron Pikachu for a Pikachu. Um, but, but their Pikachu has their Pikachu is sort of- a different language than yours. Oh yeah, they will give you a French Pikachu in the English version, or they'll give you a French Pikachu in like every version that's not French, I guess. If you're if it's the they're, you're trading Lieutenant Surge for this, by the way. Um, and then in Silph Co, you can trade Steven a Fortress for a Beldum. Uh, you can also. 
yeah, that's kind of cool. And then in Diglett's cave, you can trade Brock a Bonsly for a Rhyhorn, hmm. uh, which is kind of cool. And then uh, in all of the city. Isn't yeah. that trade with C the only way to get a Beldum? Uh, in Harkonnen uh, Silver? No. Yes. Um, no, I think, you get, I think you get in the Safari Zone. Oh, yeah, in the Safari Zone. Oh, okay. The safari, oh. zone, the safari Zone in Hearts of Gold, Soul, Silver is, like, ridiculous. Um, but this I has think it's noth- the best Safari Zone. Yeah, it's it's honestly the best. Uh, but I don't want to, like, go too far off the... Uh, I was just looking at these because we were talking about yeah. it when Claude... And I, was, I was thinking, actually, now that we don't need HMs anymore, like, can we yeah. stop having, like, a three-stage bird on Route 1? Uh, no. No. <laughs> Only because flying type typically becomes really good. And honestly, I'm really... So, like, outside of, like, two cannon, I think... Well, And I like two cannon. I I think, like, it's a 50% chance that we get, like, a cool one. Uh, Mm -hmm. Right? So, like, I would say... Talonflame I think Talonflame. I think Talonflame, Corviknight... Corviknight? Star Raptor, for sure, are are solid. And I would go on a limb and say... I would say Swallow. Swallow or Pidgeot, just because they're, like... Even Noctowl is cool. Noctowl's okay. Let's, I don't let's know. Like, well, of all of these, I only like Pidgeot and Talonflame. So. And I think they did. I think they're doing very pretty good about that in general. Just because if you look at the Pokemon they've brought back so far, I think they. I think we get half of the board. We're gonna have half of the birds back. Mm-hmm. Um, we're regional not, birds. No Staraptor. No, we're still missing. St- we're miss- if it's from Gen Four, no. we're missing it. Um, that's yeah. that's no the answer. No Trumbeak either. I don't think. No, we do not have. We do not have two or cannon. Two cannon. We will not it's get two cannon. Two. I forget what we're. Uh, we're not going to have two cannon. We're not going to have. I don't think we have Pidgey. We don't. We don't have Pidgey. We don't have Rattata either. We're missing. We're, the thing that really surprises me is we're missing Grimer. Like especially after Crown Tundra. Mm. Um, because like we're going to be missing Grimer, and like Alolan Muck is one of the best Pokemon. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, I'm really sad that he's not here. Uh, I'm upset it's not here. It's like, because we're going to have Lando. Like, at least give me a Lolan Muck. You know, we're going to have Lando. I'm disappointed in Lando. <laughs> Let's just give Ishard to everything. Uh, well, we got Triple Kick now, or whatever it is. Triple, triple Axel. Triple Axel. Yeah, triple but Axel. that only does so much. It's not bad, though. Um, like, I don't like the accuracy having to hit three times. It's fine. And it's a physical move, and Landorus has Intimidate. Yeah, but Glaceon gets it. Like, come on. Yeah, but uh, if you look yeah, at that point, Glaceon's you're starting your Glaceon and Ice Beam. Uh, you could also give it to Serena or Primarina. You're right. Let me give it to my Gardevoir and just triple uh, Axel. Well, window. you're worried about the accuracy. Uh, yeah. You could give it to Sincino. I was thinking the same thing, actually. Ah. With yeah, Skill Weavile Link. also gets it. With so. Skill Link. Yeah, Weavile just get it. Yes. I mean, it yeah, still has a chance to miss, but if you do hit, you hit all three times. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's cool. Uh, Triple Axel was a good was a was a good addition, I think. Like in retrospect, yeah, I thought it was a good addition. You can get it too, but it can also learn Ice Beam, which is probably significantly better. So yeah, <laughs> wow, a Mew can learn a move. I'm so I'm shocked. Yeah, I know it never <laughs> learns anything. But uh, yeah, this is probably. Uh, do you have any? Do you have any other like things that you want to bring up for like uh, things like in the Pokemon games that like are unspoken rules? Hmm. If not, if not, we can move on. We could kick. Actually, it. yeah, I do. Can, can the okay. evil team get decent clothes in the next one? Yeah, <laughs> they're really weird. But I think it's okay. Like outside of like Team Rocket, I feel like the rest of them are cults. 
Like that's yes. really my answer. They're just cults because like Team Rocket's got that yeah nineteen twenties mafia look, which is fine. Um, I, I think that's I think a Team Rocket grunt is like fine, perfect. Uh, I think Team Aqua and Team Magma like these are eco terrorist cults. Then you've got uh, Team Galactic, which is which is definitely a cult. Uh, on oh, top yeah, of yeah. Team Plasma OG, that's a cult. That's for sure. And then they just get berets afterwards, and that's kind of yeah. cool. Um, yeah, but the thing the thing is, think about how good it would be if the villains actually looked cool. <laughs> like you wouldn't I, even I have think to. It would be better if they weren't trying to take over the, the world either. Like if it was some realistic I, goal. I that would well, be. They cool. were not trying to take over the world like the first couple of times. Team Rocket uh, just wanted money. I just, there wasn't even like a real bad guy in Sword and Shield. That that's probably one of my biggest gripes about it. Because like mm-hmm. Team Yell's not bad guys. No. And then and, and then, then like Cosmos friggin- Macros or whatever, I like mean, right at the spo- end. Spoiler, you're it is it is Chairman Rose they, is the bad guy. The game's almost been out for a year. There are no spoilers. You're listening to a I'm Pokemon s- podcast. Welcome to the world. Uh and <laughs> I don't know. I yeah, cool cool clothes be cool. I'm into it. I'm here for I would it. also like I I just want a more realistic bad guy. Like I'd rather have like someone who's not trying to like let's say take over the world, but like mm. I don't know, like wants to. I can't think of anything. Someone else. more now, nuanced, maybe. Like I, no, no. Okay, so the last time we got super nuanced was black and white, and then the developers felt like it was too gray, and that people might agree with the yeah, with the premise so, of the bad guys, and so, and so they so, tried to take over the world oh, at okay. the end. So, yeah. so they have to be no, no, no. It was worse than that. Bad that we go against. Them. It's it's worse. Yeah, it's worse than that. So like, um, the first time you meet Team Plasma is like before you even have a badge in black and yeah. white, and they're like giving a speech about like how Pokemon should be free, and like it's very convincing. You're just like, oh, maybe this could be the case. You know, maybe mm-hmm. this is what needs to happen. And then like the next time you see Team Plasma is almost immediately after that when like you get the monkey and you go into the dream yard. Oh yeah, and they're kicking mm-hmm. the mana, and they're just like kicking a mana. Yeah, you're right. And it's just like it's just like these are the bad guys. See, they're kicking a mana, and it's just like cool. Okay, <laughs> you know, you know what would be cool, but Claude is right. They shouldn't be trying to take over the world. It should be like Detective Pikachu was successful, and Looker is a very popular character. You don't make it a let's stop the guys taking over the world story. You make it like a spy story or a police mm. story, a mystery story. That would be so cool. Yeah, that would be an interesting take on it. Either oh, that think, or it's, you I have mean, a whole group that's like, I want to take over the Pokemon League. And like, instead of having like the Elite Four, it's we want to bring in our own people to like, run everything instead. I, I think that, I think what you're complaining about, Sword and Shield already tried to do. Yes, they tried. Um, and they no failed miserably. Yes. Uh, but like, they already tried to do it. Like, I'll defend Sword and Shield and say they tried to do something different in that regard by like, really trying to remove the evil team plot line, really. They should have um, said do the opposite thing. Like, if you are bashful, they should have leaned into the it beginning of our topic. Exactly. You should be they like undercover. It. You should be like a super good trainer whose cover is like getting the badges and winning you, the league. You know how so that was you know, the best part about you, Gen 5 was the, was the evil team. You know what would like, have been cool? about if what they could have done for Sword and Shield was they could have, like, made Leon suspicious of Rose the entire time and, like, asking you to help him. Yeah. Like, that would, like, I just fixed the problem. Like, there it is. And then you end up having the raid battle against the giant berserker with Leon, which should have happened, by the way, 
and it mm-hmm. didn't. Very frustrating. Instead, they decided they were going to do eight raid battles with gym leaders at instead, which was yeah. stupid. Yeah. I mean, it, w- it was their new mechanic, so I understand them having to push it as much as they can. No, 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 no. We could have had a raid battle with Leon. I'm saying same mechanic. Yeah. Yes, but I'm saying they have to push it, though. They have to make it ma- They could have pushed it more by not sticking you into freaking tunnel while Leon was having yes. all the fun. That was stupid. That was so stupid. Yeah. But, uh... I because I, I loved how you get to the final battle versus Leon and suddenly everything explodes and you yes. have to go run on this other thing. Like, I thought that was a great idea of, oh, now we're getting to the evil team thing. I just wish it wasn't a monotonous, tedious little yeah. fight mm. to go around finding certain people to battle before you get access to areas. And yes, mm-hmm. like, I, I wish I it was, all right, this is done. They move to a new area. You have to go to that other area, fight your way through it. And then, like, resume, like, get more plot involved, like, but, I mean, in the course of most Pokemon games, you have to have a very bad evil team of some sort that you stop. Yes. So, this is Uh, a good place to stop. Uh, We are going to go ahead and take a short break here, guys, and we are going to kick it on over to the Pokemon of the episode. We'll catch you on the (laughs) flip-flop. And welcome to the Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 683, Aromatis, the fragrance Pokemon. Its Pokemon Sword Pokedex entry states, The scent that constantly emits from its fur is so powerful that this Pokemon's companions will eventually lose their sense of smell. I love that... uh... We for Pokemon of the episode because like now there's like a committee that doesn't involve me that that picks them now every time mm-hmm. for like a month and I love that we're picking Pokemon that are nobody's favorite. Mm-hmm. Well, to be fair, every Pokemon is somebody's favorite except for Simiseer, and <laughs> and so I shouldn't say that somebody probably really likes Aromatis, and I, I like that this is a VGC team if I'm not mistaken, right, Claude? Yes, it is. And so this is a VGC team based around Aromatees. Aromatees uh, is one of the fairy types that was introduced in Gen 6 because they're like, we don't have any pure fairies yet because Pokemon, uh, because well, we, we just made just, up this type. And they're just exactly. like, make uh, well, we made Clefable one. Clefable's one yeah. now. BT dubs. Uh, and so Aromatees has a base HP of 101, base special attack of 99. Whoa, 99? That's actually pretty not bad. Yeah. Wow. Base defense of 72, base special defense of 89. Uh, base attack of 72, man, who cares? Um, and base speed of 29. So that already says this is a trick room Pokemon to me. And that's exactly the team that we have is it's like a trick room mode and a not trick room mode, I assume. No, it's just hard trick room all the time. It, it's hard trick room with an Excel gore in case something just goes wrong. Case. Exactly. <laughs> uh, we'll explain it as it comes. That's what I'm feeling from this team, Claude. I haven't played with it yet, but... I actually don't think the Excelgore does anything outside of Trick Room, so... Yes. Well, it's Water Shurikens. It can in it can in Trick Room do Water well, Shurikens. Well, let's explain the Aromatees. I'll, I'll but, get to the But yes, we, we have an Aromatees, which is level... Uh, well, it's it's got Aroma Veil, because... I, I don't, does it even have any other abilities? Oh, it, it might, but they suck. It has Healer. It has Healer. Yeah, so, but... Uh, Aroma Veil is Aroma Veil's because, better. Yeah, it, it stops taunt, so mm-hmm. you can go for your trick room turn one and not have to worry about people yep. taunting you. It's holding up a Beery Berry because it's very, very scared of getting a Max Steel to the face, Mm-mm. and it's got Moon Blast to capitalize on that ninety-nine special attack. Heal Pulse 
to heal your allies. It's like it's like uh, this feels like worse Comfey. It's Trick Room Comfey. Yes. Mm. Comfey doesn't care if it's Trick Room or not. Comfey has priority. Yes. Comfey's also decently fast, actually, even without yeah. the priority. Yeah, Trick Room because you need to set up Trick Room because you're an Aromatisse, and Helping Hand so you can help out your friends because I don't Aromatisse's move pool can't be that big, can it? No. no. It is not. I was right. It does get Thunderbolt. That's kind of cool. And Energy Ball. So that's that's something. Yeah. Mm. It is paired with another with another great uh, Trick Room Pokemon, Drampa. Drampa being the normal dragon type with uh, Hyper Voice for stab, Draco Meteor for more stab, Flamethrower because Ferrothorn exists, and Protect. Um, it is holding a Life Orb so it can just deal max damage with the ability Berserk so that maybe it gets a special attack boost and yeah. it just deals more damage. But yeah, it is actually pretty solid. That Drampa's pretty scary in Trick Room. It very. Is very scary. But uh, yeah, go ahead, Claude. All right, so we, we mentioned this Acelgore. So there is a... We have an Acelgore on the team with Unburden, Safety Goggles. Uh, Burn doesn't matter, but Safety Goggles for those spores and... Yes. Weather, I guess. But it has the moves Struggle Bug, Acid Spray, Water Shuriken, and Protect. So when if you don't want to run Trick Room or you don't want Trick Room immediately... Uh, you have this Acelgore, and you usually pair it up with Palisand, because Palisand has a weakness policy with water compaction, oh, uh, and the move Shadow, Shadow Ball, Earth Power, Ancient Power, and Shore Up. Mm-hmm. So basically... You can just water shuriken it. Yeah, yeah, you water shuriken the Palisand with your very, very low special attack, and it activates water compaction and weakness policy. So you oh. get anywhere between a plus... Two to plus two five defense? To- Exactly, and mm-hmm. plus two attack and special attack, so now you're hitting like a truck. And you have Shore Up to recover off all the health, um, and a Silver fits perfectly with it because it gets Acid Spray, which allows you to lower someone's special defense by two stages so Palisand can destroy it. Wow. If they're all I special attackers, you can Struggle Bug so that Palisand can take the hits better. Because it lowers both enemies' special attack by one stage. Okay, so Amazing. Pokemon of the episode today is actually Palisand? <laughs> no, it's Aromatis. I mean, this Palisand's way better, though. <laughs> I believe in the games that we played with it, It, I think we only brought it like once or twice. I believe that, because you probably want to go Trick Room mode with this team, considering everybody yes. else. Well, that's the thing is, you, a Selgor usually dies, or yeah. causes enough havoc for everything else to die, and then you just bring in Aromatis and Trick Room, and suddenly yep. Palisand does And then matter. Palisand's even better. Yeah. All right, Whimsicott, take us home with these last two. Yep. You have a Crawdand holding a Razor Claw with the ability Adaptability. So of course it's only using stab moves. It's got Crab Hammer, Nice Slash, Aqua Jet, and Protect. It's a Crawdand doing Crawdand things. Why Razor Claw? Uh, so it gives Crab Hammer and Night Slash a 50% chance to crit. Okay, good enough reason. Yeah, that's a good reason. Yeah. I, with Adaptability, yep. it hits hard. And Trick Room yep. is going to go, it's going to, yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. Makes sense. And then, for possibly the first time and the last time ever, you actually have Escavalier and Axelgore on the same team. Yes, that's the correct answer. <laughs> Escavalier has Overcoat, which does the same thing as the safety goggles on his body Axelgore, and it's holding an assault vest, and it's got close combat, knockoff, because it's actually one of the Pokemon that retain knockoff, Iron Head, and Fell Stinger. Which is amazing if you do your cogs right, because if there's something that just needs to be picked off, you fell stinger, and then your attack goes up three stages, I believe. 
Yeah. So you become unstoppable in Trick Room. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Well, yeah. unless someone has flamethrower, of course. But yeah. Well, you live a flamethrower because of the assault vest, most yeah. Time. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah because like actually, most most things that have flamethrower, they don't actually have flamethrower. They're just fairy types with mystical fire, so it's not stabs, so you survive. No. Like, Sylveon is something that, like, oh, we can just mystical fire the Escavalier. No. Nope. You can do that, maybe do a, a decent chunk of health, and then... You die to you iron die head. from an iron head. Iron head. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, this is good. This is good. If you want to try this team, we'll try to have the rental code up for you on the Discord server. This one might have disappeared since they've selected it, but Claude says he has it on his cart, so yeah, we, I, might, I we, might, we might try to make it ourselves so that we can have it ready for you guys. If not, I, I know what everything was, and I can... Perfect. Uh, so, yeah, that is uh, where we are today. Uh, we are going to kick it on over now to the mailbag. It's mail time! Send in your emails! And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag is the part of the show where you can send in your listener emails to us over here at the Puckle Podcast. We typically have a prompt for you. This segment is also brought to you by Green Tauros, the fictional energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves! Hooves! And as always, uh, if we remember, we'll give you the Green Tauros badge if your email inspired a lot of conversation. Please, if we forget to do it, do not ask us who won it in the YouTube comments. That's happened for like the past three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Just send it in earlier rather than later, and yeah. it's very likely they are read, because most of the time, I think the podcast records either Friday or Saturday. We typically record Saturday mornings. If you send them in afterwards, you will not have it read after Saturday morning. It's very rare that we do it after Saturday morning. If we do anything, it's earlier. Like, next week, we're going to record early, either Friday or Thursday. So, get them in by Thursday. Yeah, get them in by Thursday morning if you want your email read on the show next week. Uh, the prompt last week was, what do you think of Dynamax? And we got three wonderful emails. Our first one this week is going to be from Ducks Supreme. Isn't this email from last week, actually? No. Nope. It is not. Oh. It depends on which one you're reading. He wrote, He did write in last week as well. But okay. uh, Duck Supreme wrote one in on uh, September 14th. I just, I'm sure I've heard. Supreme Malamar? Okay. I mean, you probably read it. I didn't read it on the show. I'll tell you that much. Okay. So, Supreme Malamar says, it's me again. Supreme Malamar. Back again for another email to the show. I'm aiming to write an email to every show till I get the green Taurus badge. Good luck. And I still keep writing until I'm an eight-year-old man telling my kids and grandkids all my glorious emails to the show. Wow, that's going to be a lot of emails. Last week I was amazed at the feat which I had been wanting to do for months. Get my email right on the show. I've been listening to old episodes and finding all the big writers to the show. I remember that one episode when Winsicott wrote what a five-page email. That wasn't a five-page email. That was less than 1,000 words. I promise. We counted them. It was 952. Uh, anyway. Um, then I thought to myself, that's never going to be me. And that is a good idea. Do not be a Winsicott when you write your emails. No, do not. Do not. Don't. I've been messing around with UU Pokemon and OU lately, and I found a Pokemon I didn't expect to like so much. Poltegeist, a suicide lead to be specific. So on one hand, I love you because you're using Poltegeist. On the other hand, I don't love you because you're killing my sweet T-Bot. Hmm. Hmm. Mixed feelings. Anyway, I've 
had so much fun sweeping at least two of everyone's teams after a single shell smash, then shadow bowling and stored power into victory. The only things that stop it are the bulky birds, Rillaboom, and Dark Urshifu. Though if I get two shell smashes in, I can one-shot Dark Urshifu. Wow. The Rillaboom thing, I think, is more serious. Yeah. Yeah. Grassy Glide's kind of like... Mm. Goodbye. Yeah. Now for the melee. In my opinion, I feel that Dynamax was just another attempt at the next Mega Evolution. The idea of giving any Pokémon the potential to do a lot of damage would be appealing to anyone trying to make their favorite Pokémon good. Kind of like how Mega Evolution made Pokémon that weren't powerful good. Pokémon like Sableye and Mawile are good examples. As a new player, I don't have much experience dealing with Dynamax, but when I occasionally try VGC or Ballastadium doubles or singles, everything that has access to some sort of half-decent flying-type move has it, which I feel like limits Pokémon that have a wide move pool. Not really those Pokémon that don't have a wide move pool, but that saving could be mostly invalid, as I only play those matters occasionally. It's not invalid, it's like, it, it's very complicated. I actually mm-hmm. think. Like, there are some Pokemon that have it because it's good for them to have it. The thing is, it is good for most Pokemon who to have it, but not for all of them. And sometimes it's not a matter of having it versus not having it in their move pool. It's a matter of, is it specifically good for that Pokemon? Like, you take... Stuff like Dracozolt and Flapple from last week's team, their base Mm -hmm. speed is not good, but a max airstream can get you to outspeed stuff. But some Pokemon that are already fast, like, maybe don't need as much, even though they have, say, Aerial Ace in their move pool, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But if TBCI is listening to this, I wouldn't have any problem with a GMAX Malamar. Just a hint. For anyone who has an uncle who works at Nintendo. <laughs> I love it. Would it like would it turn upside down right right side up back again? Oh my gosh, it's right side up again. It's just inke. Oh it's just an inke. I would love it. I would love it. <laughs> I'm into it. Hope you read this and I'll see you next week with another email Supreme Malamar. Supreme Malamar. Lovely. Well thank you for that. Our next one this week is going to be from T. Mickey, not to be mistaken for P. Mickey. Um, I think Claude's got this one. I do. Hello, PucklePod. T. Mickey here. I'm not sure if this email will be read or the previous one since I lost track of time while sending it in for the previous week. Uh, I'm making sure to send this one in early in hopes it'll make it in on time. Yes, send in your emails early by Thursday of this week. Yeah. Since I spent entirely too long explaining my Pokemon history in my last email, I'll go straight to the topic of the week. What are my views on Dynamax? Well, Dynamax was somewhat of a roller coaster for me as a casual fan. The rise. The trailers got my hopes up as my inner child was thrilled about getting to see giant Pokemon on my TV. Of course, as a Gen 1-er whose favorite Pokemon is Charizard, seeing that he got a G-Max form was exactly what I needed to get pumped up about the new games. We finally okay. found someone who actually wanted Charizard number 5. I'm waiting for number 6, okay? <laughs> Gen 9, or actually, Diamond Pearl Remakes, Charizard number 6. It's happening. HUD. Charizard Mega 2. It's gonna be Charizard, it's gonna be Mega Charizard Z. Ah, that's it. Anyways, the fall. After getting the games and playing a few raids, the luster quickly subsided, especially after finding out it was only available 
was only available speci- uh, specified areas hurt a, hurt a bit too, which was something I liked about Mega Evolution. Also, quickly realizing that there's no way to get a G-Max Charizard for my playthrough was a bit of a damper, as I always find a way to get a Charmander on my team in every gen. I never pick the new gen fire starters, as I know I will always throw a Charmander in to cover the fire spot as I play through every generation. Disclaimer, I'm not a real gen 1-er, I'm just loyal, I'm, and I'm not as loyal to any gen 1 besides Charmander. I love acting as if Charmander is my starter and enjoy building teams around him, with all brand new Pokemon as I play. Aww, that's kind of cute. Alright, that, that's better than Gen 1. I wish I could have done that with Totodile. <laughs> I mean, I wish I could have done that with Furret, but I mean... Yeah, I know. Yeah. Lo and behold, Claude, they stabbed us in the heart. <laughs> they, they were aiming directly at us. Yes, they're Anyways. just like, Claude and Thatch are not going to have fun. That's okay. No. G-Max Charizard not being able to set up its own sun for solar power, like Dynamax Charizard, is a big missed opportunity, in my opinion. Yes. That's the worst part about G-Max Charizard. The second rise. After completing the story, I realized my favorite reason for Dynamax, the post-game. As I mentioned before, I played at least one version in every generation, but I usually lost interest after the main story, seeing as I've never played competitive or shiny hunted. Dynamax brought exactly what I needed to keep playing the game long after completing the story. I was even able to bring a few friends who only played Pokemon Go to Swish, because we could do online raids together. It was fun trying to collect all the G-Max forms and leveling up my favorite mons to level 100 with EXP candies in order to take down raids with only one or two non-NPCs. That's legitimately the reason they did raids. Like, mm. right there. Like, this this yep. guy this guy is the reason raids exist, because he can drag his friends into it. <laughs> uh, in closing, I like Dynamax not as much as Evo- uh, Mega Evolution, but much more than Z-Moves. That is the correct stance. I do see it as a bit of a gimmick. I don't see it moving f- moving to other regions. I do hope to s- see something that carries on the online community and post-game teamwork activities that really helped me enjoy Swish. I hope this sparks some predictive conversations about what gimmicks we have next and how they will keep the online community alive. Keep up the good work, Team McGee. Well, this is I I called this like a while ago before sort before Dynamax existed. Uh, I said that the way that Pokemon needs to add to itself was to uh, add a cooperative gameplay. Mm-mm. Yep. I called that way before Dynamax. Yeah, I, but I don't that. know how you do that besides, like, make every battle a double battle. Besides raid battles? Like, that's what you did. That's what they did. Oh, uh, See, here I am thinking, oh, we're going to go back to the, like, everything is now a double battle. They did if do If you that. do co-op mode. They did do and that. And you just have a partner. They did do that. Did you play Let's Go? I, I did, but not that's with what, somebody else. That's what happens when I you mean, play I Let's Go. I may have played it like opening well, day, and then that's it. It makes it the worst double battles, because it's just, it's two on one, and you've got the two. Yeah, so here I am thinking like, oh, we're going to go back to Pokemon Coliseum, Pokemon XD Gale of Darkness, where everything was a double uh, battle almost entirely, and you just have a partner there, and you just make sure it can, everyone can do both. I, ha- I had a conversation, I don't I don't think it was on the show, I, they're all blurring together. I've had conversations in the Discord, and then also conversations on the show, and I don't remember which one's which. But somebody was conv- telling me about, like, the animations. I think it was in Discord. They were t- talking to me about the animations in Coliseum and XD and how they were so much better than the animations in Sword and Shield. And no. and the answer is absolutely not. So, like, the, the problem that people, I think, they take for granted. Like, first of all, Coliseum and XD, the premises are very good. It is a very good story. It's a very good premise. It's kind of like Mario Sunshine that a lot of people are realizing. Mario Sunshine is awful to play through. But it like the concept's really good. A lot of things are really good about Mario Sunshine. 
the, the like an execution is not great same goes for coliseum and xd like the execution is the battles are so like you complain about the battles in gen 4 play coliseum oh yeah oh it's, my gosh it's painfully slow like the animations like yeah they're cool they've got personality but like i don't need to spend 10 seconds watching a kecleon walk in a circle as it faints you know what <laughs> i mean like i think people don't understand and they take that for granted and they like the animations that they've added here are not only to keep the pokemon alive but also for the sake of speed mm. and and i do appreciate how it, like and i know this now from having edited so many of these battle videos the time it takes for a Pokemon to faint and a Dynamax Pokemon to faint yeah. are very similar. Yes. And I really appreciate that. Mm-mm. They did that on purpose. Absolutely. Yeah. I, it just blows my mind that some people like would say that. Like the animations on Sword and Shield are worlds better than Col- – I think the Colosseum oh, example, like comparison is bad. No, but I think that's how you do a co-op game is everything goes from single – like single Oh, you can do to, that. Oh, you, you can do that with now. somebody else and yeah, now you, can you do have that now. a double battles. I'm, I'm absolutely not against that idea. But yeah. Thank you for that email, though, uh, yeah. T. Mickey. This last one this week is from Fozzie Barra. I love that name. <laughs> I, I I love it. Uh, good morning, Thatch and crew. First and foremost, I want to say that I haven't played the game since Blue Version and the TCG game. I stopped playing the TCG and video games in 99. Last summer, I got back into the TCG and had a lot to learn. But since quarantine, I decided to get back into the VGC and picked up a Switch and Shield. Your podcast really made the transition back into the Pokemon world fun and enjoyable. Well, I appreciate that. Mm. Green Taurus badge right there. That's that's a Green Taurus badge worthy email. I haven't even finished it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to the new show every week. As for the topic, my main strategy for competitive VGC has been the same as it was when I was eight, playing blue version. Use nothing but my starter, and if it's a move that doesn't do damage, don't use it. <laughs> You know what? You're not wrong, yep. though. Like, that's you play through the game. That makes sense. Like, who who needs sand attack during a playthrough? Come on. No, no, no. He's saying he does this in VGC. Oh, he do- oh, and oh, no, that's bad. <laughs> Don't do that. You Pro- need sand attack in VGC. Protect is kind of nice. Protect is really good in VGC. Use nothing but my starter. Most of the starters, if you didn't pick Inteleon, are actually pretty good. Unless it's now, you hopefully you picked Inteleon. No, hopefully you picked... Cinderace. No, because Cinderace, Cinderace is, is gone. Cinderace is gone out of the meta right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot. And Rillaboom. Never mind. They're out of the meta right now. Uh, I really enjoy Dynamax, and from a TCG player's ex- perspective, I think it really adds a necessary and fun element of strategy. Do you go all in on that first round, or do you let your opponent possibly take a possible early lead so that you can see what their strategy might be? I'm sure others have better fixes for a system. I'm not too entirely familiar with it. But all I wanted to leave is a big thank you. Thanks for helping this 30-year-old get back into something that I've been missing. And thanks for providing a community that has also made it easy to catch up on everything I've missed. I'm starting my run in Silver version tomorrow, and I can't wait to play all the other games I've missed out on. Oh. Kind's regard, Fozzie Bear. So the silver thing, I'll warn you, the leveling's kind of bad. But uh, it's yeah. it's still good. Just catch the first six Pokemon you find and only use them and you'll be fine. Only use them and only level them up. So it's, uh, but yeah, I, I appreciate that. Thank you for that. See, this is a Green Taurus badge email because he, he inspired me. Okay. That's what this, <laughs> he inspired me to be, keep making this podcast. I feel really bad. I feel like I'm, I'm shilling out, but, uh, I don't I, know. Cause I, I did like T McGee's email. T McGee's email was, yeah. T McGee's email was good as well. You know what? Let's give it to T McGee and I'll say, Fozzie Barrett, you won the Green Taurus badge in my heart, but not on the show today. <laughs> So they were all good emails, though. Like I yeah, like they, they were. They were good emails. They were good emails today. So thank you. If you want to send an email to uh, Puckle ne- next week at uh, pucklepodcast gmail.com, 
let us know what things you find out in the Pokemon world and you don't understand. I, is that is that a good way to say it? For what? Yeah, what we sure. did this week. Yeah, sure. Or what makes a Pokemon game a Pokemon game? What makes a Pokemon? Yeah, what do you think makes a Pokemon game a Pokemon game? What did we miss? Do you have anything to comment on that we already talked about? I'd love to hear it. Or you could talk about literally French fries or something. I don't know. Ooh. Yeah, that's a bad Send idea. Send in your best poutine recipes. Ooh. I will be. Claude will be listening. He, Claude will be reading. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that. <laughs> That's been us here. So uh, if you want to keep up with Puckle throughout the week, first, the best way to do it is always come to Discord. I yeah. love Discord. I am in voice chat a lot of nights now, and I love just hanging out and talking with people. That, that is probably my favorite thing is just being able to sit down, talk with Puckalonians about Pokemon, about life, about everything. It's really cool to be able to do that. So, yeah, I, I really hope you guys come on over. We are doing Pokemon giveaways this week, so like maybe that's the push you need. Also, follow us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, and the other one, Instagram. We're over there. That's a great place to find out what's going on in Pokemon in Puckle. You can always uh, help out the show in a couple different ways, though, by checking out our YouTube, uh, where Claude and P. McGee have been doing awesome videos for the Poke of the Episode teams. They they are fantastic. Um, you can also go ahead and come over to Twitch at twitch.tv slash the Puckle Podcast. I haven't streamed the past couple of weeks. I, I will maybe stream this week, depending on when we record the show um, on Thursday. So keep keep a watch out for that. Uh, we are also going to go ahead and if you want to uh, help support the show, a great way to do that is to go over to Twitch, drop a Twitch Prime subscription, or you could go over to TeePublic, buy a cool t-shirt from us, and, or you could go to Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast uh, to more directly support us and get some cool stuff from us uh, along the way. Badges are coming and uh, what's that other thing? But we also have like the Breeder Bot. We've got the giveaways we do. It's a bunch of cool stuff. I, re- I really appreciate it. So thank you for all of that. I have been, uh, I guess, here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, I have been Trainer Thatch. I have been the fluffiest Lumsy Goat. And I've been Claude Nod. And it's closing time.
Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.